Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com. The number, as always, is 201-939-4513. I am Russ Salzberg, along with my buddy here, two-time Super Bowl champion, David Deal. Got to remind everybody that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented, as always, by Coors Light. So please download the Coors Light uh, rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. My friend, I don't know where I was discussing it with, with Paul uh, yesterday. I don't know where you were at the end of the game, but I never do that. Last week, <laughs> last Sunday, I always stay to the very end. Okay. Win or lose, you know, whether Giants are up or down. 226 left. They're up by 10 or 225, whatever it was. I decided to take a walk downstairs. As I leave my seat, I said, yeah, I can go downstairs. It, it was after a timeout. It's, um, the, the, um, they got the ball on their own uh, two-yard yep. line. I said, okay, Giants are in good shape. Yeah. Right? I go down. Bears got the ball on their own two-yard line. I go down. As I'm walking, to, I see on the TV, what, wait a minute. What just happened? The Bears are now like with inside the 20, knocking at the door. It's still a 10-point thing. They get the touchdown. Then they get the onside kick. Now we're going back upstairs. But as I said, all's well that ends well. While, while it could have been, could have, would have, should have, it wasn't a bad loss. It was a good win. It was. And they have uh, what to be happy about. Minds of one thing not to be happy about is the Landon Collins injury. Of course. They haven't, it hasn't been verified. But if I'm a betting guy, I'd bet that he's done for the season. Yeah, I'm betting that he is I as well. Think. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing that is so exciting about looking back at this game, you know, you look at how they won this game, especially in the second half. It was in all three phases. It wasn't just the offense. It wasn't just the defense. Special teams contributing. Rojas kicking unbelievable this season. And, and that's the type of excitement and joy that brings out the rewards of how much work that they've put in and how much crap they've taken over the last how many weeks. So... Post by, you could see that this team has really come together as a football team. We know what they're capable of when they put it all together and are sound in all three phases. Now let's just see week after week how much that they can continue to do that and move forward as a football team. And isn't it funny how in a week how everything changes? You know, we're sitting here after the Philly game talking and how difficult it was and everybody talking, well, well maybe, maybe they should just scrap the season, worry about the draft pick. For all those people thinking about it, how happy were you Sunday after the Giants beat the Bears? How much better did it make your victory Monday after this win? You, you always, it changes everything. But you always say that, and, and it's really a good comment. It is. After people's come out, because I, listen, you and I agree on this. I, I've never, I don't buy into tanking, losing, this and that. I, I, maybe I can say this because I know from dealing with these guys, when I say these guys, professionals, and in all sports, if you're worth your salt of any kind as a professional, you want to compete all yeah. the time. Nobody wants to – trust me, the Giants want to win. All these players, they want to go out for the rest of the season. Regardless what happens, they want to win those games. So I, I agree with you, but you always say that. How good do you feel? You feel a whole lot better walking out of a stadium and getting to your car with a W than, no question. than an L. No question, especially up against a very good football team, especially – that type of defense. I mean, literally watching film of them this entire season, especially this past week, getting ready for the Bears or for the Giants game, you see so many similarities 
of their 2011 San Francisco 49ers team that Vic Fangio, their defensive coordinator, had there. And they're just plugging in different pieces here and there. And and for the Giants to continue, especially offensively, fight, claw, scratch, get the rushing yardage that they have. Obviously, it's Saquon's run was incredible. I mean, and then obviously the hurdle is another thing, and that's why – you love the fact that the Giants picked him at number two, considering he was the yeah, best. Yeah, I, I don't hear anything. Yeah. No one's belly aching about that pick well, right Taking now. the best player in the draft. Yeah. And, and the one thing that you just love is, is that no matter what happened in this past game, the Giants found an answer to the whatever happened adverse-wise. You know, sure enough, they had all those fumbles. They were able to recover them. But it didn't set or didn't knock off pace what the Giants were trying to accomplish in the second half. Well, you were talking about the improvement on offense. I was anxious to talk to you about it, Dave, for the obvious reason. You're a former, and we always say this, you're a former off- offensive lineman. I shouldn't even say former because you still think like an offensive lineman. But talk about, I mean, how about the growth that you've been able to see? All of a sudden there's a cohesiveness and a chemistry. I, I, I certainly think it's a direct result of Jamon Brown joining the team. But you got Pulley at center, yep. and you got an improvement at um, Will Hernandez. Yeah. It, it just seems to be, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, you know what, it, it, it is. This group has really come together. You know, it's come together rather quickly post by considering when Jamon Brown got here and how fast that he was acclimated right into things. But the thing that helps out every offensive line, especially this offensive line, is when you run the football effectively. Because when you can run the football effectively, what does it allow you to do? It allows you to attack and be aggressive as an offensive lineman to where you can jump set on play action instead of kicking back three, five, seven steps, whatever type of drop it is. And it lets you start to dictate the tempo of the football game. Everybody on the defensive side of the ball, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I'll play run or pass. They really don't want to play the run. They don't want to play physical each and every play of a football game. They want to get after the quarterback. And when you can consistently hit them and start taking something off of them, that's where you start having those chunk gains. And that's where when you come off of the line of scrimmage as an offensive lineman, you can jump set, you can be more aggressive, and you can beat them to the point. Whereas if you're fighting third and longs and you have adverse stuff and then all of a sudden you have negative plays and you're not running the football effectively – it changes your complete game plan of how you want to execute. So for this offensive line, they've taken onus and pride in the fact knowing we have Saquon Barkley behind us. If we give him a seam, if we give him a hole, and we consistently go after the defense, that's what's going to open up things and make us a better unit and make our offense better. So a a lot has been done for them, and and you have to give them a lot of credit for the way that they've meshed together and continue to fight together. And and you mentioned Saquon. Yeah, in fact, I was talking to him uh, just a little while ago because he's on our player profile uh, for our uh, pregame show for, you know, Fox 5 this week. He, um, obviously, you can see the confidence, Paul and I were talking about yesterday, the confidence and trust he now has yes. in his offensive line. Now he's not like there's not a hesitation. He's not looking to jitterbug and this and that. He's looking. He he's hitting through the line, and then you know he has the ability to make everybody miss. Yeah, everybody <laughs> miss. He, he makes. He'll take the molehill and make it a mountain because he he can go you know big time. Yeah. Number one, it's that trust and. That's where Pat Shermer was talking about those nasty, gritty yards, putting your foot in the ground, believing and trusting in your offensive line and getting everything that you can out of it. 
And that's definitely something you've seen out of him. The confidence that he's running with the football has been stronger than it has been this entire season. And it definitely goes to the offensive line by having the trust in them up front, knowing that they're going to get the job done and they're going to fight to get the job done. It does do something, whether you're thinking about it or not, it does do something subconsciously for you as a running back that you could take that deep breath and let it go and say, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to see that seam and go. And, and that's the one thing that he was knocked about when he was coming out of college. Well, he's going to bounce everything outside. He's not doing that every time. He's learned from that earlier in his career in this rookie season. He's gotten so much better at knowing when he can jam and jump and, and gamble and take it outside and jump cut it to where there is no contain, the safety's inside. And that's what you can understand and can see the development in him as a young player. You know, one of the interviews that he did last week, it actually you know, blew my mind. He is David Deal. I'm Russ Salzberg. The number, as always, is 201-939-4513. I just want to finish my thought. I wasn't going to say that it, the interview just blew my mind and then just stopped. I got to finish it right. off. But the thing that I was going to say about it was somebody asked him, what's the difference, you know, now that you're in the NFL, now that you're a superstar, you know, what does that mean to you? How has that changed your life? Think about this answer of what he said. He goes, you know what, how it's changed my life? is that when I meet people and I'm out there to always think that there's somebody that could be going through a bigger struggle than somebody out there that I always should smile, I should always shake a hand, and I always should be gracious regardless of whether I'm tired, whether I'm hurt, whether I'm sore, because I don't know how many of those people I can truly impact. Think about a mature young player for that to be his answer, and you could see him answering it. I was watching him. He was so genuine about saying it. it what, what more could you ask for out of a young player? You, you almost giving me a promo for my pregame show this week. He brings up Saquon Barkley. Again, I just finished talking to him. I brought up two points. One, he, he would give you those kind of answers. One point was, uh, you, you know, I, I said this to him. I have never seen a rookie, let alone a star rookie, come into this town as grounded as he is. And I included an icon. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Because remember something, and folks, there ain't no bigger icon than Derek Jeter. Jeter is terrific as he was. Jeter didn't come in with the huge star that Saquon comes in in his rookie season because no. he's in the number two pick overall yeah. and this and that. He he's just totally grounded. And and then I asked him, you know, most most rookies, first year players, you know. Whether you are or you're not, you are, whether you want it or not, you are clearly, definitely the, one of the team leaders on the Giants. A lot of rookies come in, they don't grasp that responsibility. You seem to embrace it. And his attitude was like, matter of fact, well, yeah, that's what I want to do. I mean, yeah. I, I've been that way since high school. That, that's, that's who I am. It's just matter of fact with him. Yeah. And, and you love that about him as a football player, and it's showing, and it's only going to continue to get better with the more experience that he has and more experience in this offense. Quickly, as David just said, he was not just the best, as the Giants viewed him, the, the, the biggest talent, best talent coming out of the draft. He also, and this is not to disparage anybody else coming out of the draft, they 
didn't just get the talent on the field. They got the entire package off it. Absolutely. And, and that you don't know. You can think you know what you're getting, but you don't know until a you everything have Everything about him is being a New York Giant. He represents everything this organization is about. You know who would have loved him? Let him rest in peace. Wellington. Oh, Sarah. without a doubt. No well, question. Am I right? But... No question. Yeah, that, that's Would have ate him up. That's, that's, that's one them. of the greatest things that I love about being a Giant and, and being a part of this organization was that I was here when he was there. Oh. And to be able to sit there and meet him and talk to him and, you know, go out there and he put his little trifold chair yep. out there and have the, the roster and everything. I mean. And sitting there with his little. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Doesn't uh, get any better. I guess we're getting a little, I'm getting a little melancholy I here. Know, but, you know, I, I, yeah. I, was, I was just outside watching uh, the funeral of, of President Bush. And I commented to Carol, the receptionist, yep. it made me remember. Uh, Wellington Maris funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral. I can still hear the ba bagpipes. I can yeah. still hear uh, the hooves uh, of, of the horses yeah. and the entire Mara family. I mean, it was just bringing back memories. But yeah, yeah. certainly Wellington Mara, the Patriarch, the Duke, certainly would have loved uh, one um, Saquon Barkley. Again, 201-939-4513 is the number. We will open up the phone lines now with Christian in New York. Hey, Christian, you're on with Russ and David Deal. Hey, guys. That Hi. was a fun game this weekend to watch. Uh, it was good to see Odell throw another touchdown. I think he should uh, get a Wildcat package in the offense. That'd be really fun. Uh -huh. um, but I'm calling about uh, Eli. Um a lot of people are saying they want to figure out if they need to draft a quarterback, but I don't think that's really – I don't think you can find out enough about Kyle Laletta in the next couple of games or so. So, really, I would hate to see the Giants skip on a quarterback uh, for Laletta if he plays well in a limited time here. Um, so, if they love a quarterback in the draft, I think they have to draft him even if Laletta plays well. Well, uh, you know what? I'll tell you this, Christian. You, you bring up some good points, and that's something that we shall see, you know, based upon the way the rest of this football season goes. Obviously, you know, Kyle Oletta being up for the first time and not being inactive, you know, it's a sign that they're starting to move forward in case something does take place, you know, in a football game here to get him those valuable reps and experience. But, you know, to sit here and to say that the, the Giants aren't going to draft a quarterback and go out and get one in free agency – that you, you can't stand by that. You know that this roster, at every position, they're going to try to find competition and they're going to try to find their best 53 for the 2019 season. So even if Eli Manning, who knows if he's here, whatever the speculation of what people say that he's here next year, there's going to be competition behind him for that second-string spot. That's what you just said. There's going to be competition one way or the other. Yes. If, if I got a bet... I'm betting Eli, number 10, is not just here. Eli is your starting quarterback so next I. season. I, I know we agree on that. And I will say this to people. Because a lot of the people in the media, it, th this narrative, it, it's like Loletta, Loletta, Loletta. We're asking questions. And I don't want, this is not disparaging Kyle. But yeah. I said it yesterday. He's a fourth-round pick out of Richmond. He's not a first or second round pick at a USC or Notre Dame, okay? And the other or, or Ohio State. Let's be realistic here. And, and if and if he was truly prepared, who do you think knows the most about him as a football player? Yeah. Would be Pat Shermer and the head coach. You know, Christian, I, I just think 
the bigger question that Pat Shermer and and Dave Gettleman needed to find out as they started this second half of the season was just how much they want to be sure about Eli going into next season. They want to be sure about everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, that they want to see how everybody responded after the way that they've bounced off of this bye, all of the things that were said during the bye that you digest. This football team could have went in either direction. It could have went in the bad direction or in the direction that it's going to now because when things happen like that and you have so much turnover and everybody's fighting for their job, we see it around the league every year. There's a lot of finger pointing and there's a lot of shutting down. They're playing for Coach Shermer. They're playing for this season. They're playing for their own pride and trying to win as many games possible. Anything else, Christian? Yeah, um, yeah. I noticed you said you mentioned Pat Shermer there. I, I love Pat Shermer. Um, but uh, Mr. Deal, as a, as a guy who had Tom Coughlin who really didn't have his hands on the uh, playbooks offensively or defensively, do you think that's uh, – a better way to go about it because I know Mike Shula is the coordinator, but it, you know Shermer has his hands on the offense quite a bit. So, uh, do you think he should probably focus more on the team or just uh, continue to do what he's doing? I think that's something that you know I wish I could answer for you. That's something that you'd have to ask him himself. But the thing that you understand is that it takes time to build continuity amongst the football team. And granted, nobody wanted to be sitting pre-buy where this football team was at one and seven nobody had those expectations coach didn't have those expectations the players didn't have those expectations but look at the way that this football team has coming around especially on the offensive side of the ball and like we said once you start building upon the success that you're having as a football team it allows you to implement more that you want to into your game plan you know that Pat Shermer and Coach Shula are sitting there talking, sitting down, going through everything in regards to X's and O's game plans and what they're trying to accomplish as a group. But the thing that you have to understand going along with all of that is, is that you have to make sure that when you're game planning and doing that, your football team's ready to develop into that team. Now you can put way more on their plate. They know the offense. They're understanding it. They're grasping it. They're making in-game adjustments where the coach doesn't have to do it. And the toughness, and, and that's another thing, Coach Coughlin, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is a tough coach. Just because he's in the press conferences keeping that even keel talking doesn't mean that he doesn't get after people at practice. Doesn't mean that he doesn't get red-faced and tell people what he thinks. And that's the thing that people don't see about him is good, bad, and different. Everybody knows exactly where they stand with Coach Shermer as a football player and as a man, and that's all you can expect. And I think that's one of the reasons why this football team has responded the way that they have is because no matter what, he's had their back, they have his back, and look what the results are getting. Thanks for the call, Christian. Uh, very much uh, appreciated. Call again. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on the Shermer thing. And, you know, it, it, it's not just with Pat Shermer. I've seen this with a lot of people. Oh, they want – if I'm should he be a screamer? A guy's got to be himself. You got to be himself. And, and players know if a guy of is course. full of it or not. You could see right through it. If somebody's uh, yeah. got a yeller or a screamer, and all of a sudden they're doing this, you're like, that's not you. Yeah. That's false enthusiasm. Be yourself. What are you doing? All of a sudden you're, you're going to holler because somebody says in a newspaper or on TV you should holler? Doesn't make sense. No. Let's go down to Dallas, enemy territory, and speak with Justin. Justin, you're on with uh, Russ and Dave. Justin. Going once, going twice, 
sold out to Justin. Sorry, Justin. And uh, let's go from Dallas to uh, Florida and check in with Alex. Alex, you're on with Russ and Dave. How, how are you guys today? Good. good. How are you doing, Alex? That's going pretty good down here. Nice sunny day down in Florida. Yeah, it's um, nice at 35 a... here. Go ahead. Rub it in, Alex. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Go ahead. So you... I just had a, uh, a comment and a question. Um, I'll start off with a comment. I'll make it quick. Um, in terms of uh, going after a quarterback, I really think that the Giants are going to do what's best for the team. And exactly. if that means that they like somebody coming up in the draft, I think that they'll go after him. Um, but I do believe in Eli, and I think he does have a few years left, maybe one or two. We'll see. I agree with you, Alex. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you get no argument here, my friend. If you've been listening, you're you're talking to the Chamber of Commerce. And, and once again, people continue to talk about that the, the number pick. Well, we want to get higher. It's not about the number. It's about the quality player and what type of player you pick at that selection, what he can mean to your football team. And I, I don't think, uh, Alex, uh, and I, I – I'm going to guess Dave is going to agree with me, knowing Dave Gettleman. Listen, everybody is focused on a quarterback. L- listen, if they go ahead and win their remaining four games or three of the last four, I, I mean, all of a sudden. You what know, are we talking about? Yeah, where, where are we picking? And you know what, Dave Gettleman? Dave Gettleman will pick again. He'll think of a need, but he'll also look for the best athlete available. And that, if that happens to be somebody on defense, if that happens to be a linebacker or whatever, well, well how come make... he didn't the best athlete? How come he didn't mention an offensive lineman for the well, best? Well, I, I, <laughs> be, be, because you're pretty happy with us. What's well, I'm going joking. on? No, no, no. But, but am I right? Absolutely. It and just depends. Absolutely, it does, and that's one of the things that we talked about. And my, I told you about my evalu- evaluation when I was coming out of college. Who was the one who did my write-up? It was Dave Gettleman. What else, Alex? Yeah, um, so especially with you guys talking about quality, um, I was so happy that we got Saquon Barkley. He really is a quality man as well as a player, so um, I couldn't be happier there. But you did mention also defense, and I wanted to bring up uh, safety Landon Collins. And I understand he has his shoulder injury. Um, Next year he'll be up uh, on his uh, rookie contract. So um, I just wanted to see um, what we'd be thinking in terms of defense on the defensive side of the ball uh, in next year's draft. Well, I definitely want Landon Collins back on this football team. Who doesn't? He uh, wants to be back, he too. He wants to be a New York Giant, but the one thing that they're obviously going to go through, and, and once again, another competition, is so that they find a safety next to him who is going to be the full-time starter safety to where there's a guy next to him to where he can play to his strengths down in the block, in the box, be more of a uh, a blitzer and where he can play more of a, a joker, a wild card in James Betcher's system. Anything else, Alex? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, appreciate you taking the time, guys. You got Have it. A good uh, uh, all right, Alex. Thank you. Call again, buddy. Let's now uh, go from down south, come up north a bit to uh, Strasburg, PA, and check in with Peter. Peter, you're on with Russ and David. Hey, Russ and Dave. How you doing, man? We're great. Uh, just a quick question. Just a quick question on uh, London Collins. If he's out, is who going to take his place? Well, you're probably going to see. I would think Michael Thomas, uh, Thomas, and Chandler. Chandler. Yep. Okay, and uh, also, man, uh, that that game Sunday was one of the most pounding game ever for us as a team. And those guys have showed the ability, the strength, and how they could come back on any team, and they could beat any team. Well, you you know what, and, P- Peter, you you're, you're echoing the comments 
of the head coach, Pat Sherman, because right after the game, Pat Sherman walked into the press conference and, you know, he, he said, I'm going to leave out some of the salty language. Uh, <laughs> but he says, he, he, no, no, not the, basically that's what he said. And I'm paraphrasing a bit, but, you know, I'll leave out some of uh, the, the language. But he said, I told my players I love, you know, their toughness. I love their resiliency. That's what I love about my guys. And he was very forceful when he said that. Yeah, rightfully so. What else, Landon? And Peter, excuse he, me. I honestly, the, the the direction that this team has came, I honestly see us getting this playoff at some point. It's just deeply, I can feel it. Well, listen, I'm not going to tell you not to feel it, but, but uh, you got to feel it deep down because they're still up against it big yeah. time. I mean, mat realistically, mathematically, they're still in it. Realistically, you know, they little need they, they need a little bit of help from the man above. Yeah. But uh, the point is, they want to compete, and that's what professional athletes do. Absolute. And uh, I'm gonna just make a. Uh, I know you guys uh, brunch on time. Just a shout out to uh, my other giant fan in Jersey, Joseph Costanzo. Deja Garcia, Adriana Garcia, Giovanni Garcia. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, Peter. Thank you. A little shout-out. Yeah, it sounds like the him. Four Horsemen of Notre Dame or yeah, something he's yeah. uh, introducing there. Let's go down to uh, Virginia and check in with J.D. J.D., you're on with Russ and David. Hey, afternoon, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Great. How you doing? Hey, you know what? All is well. And if the interesting thing is, the game was played Sunday afternoon, but yet people still feel like they're still trying to recover. And, <laughs> I have to, and it, the funny thing about it is I have to agree with them because I'm still trying to recover. Going back to work, yo, how you doing? Yo, you saw that game? Good game. Hey, good game. It, it's funny <laughs> when you're a fan of a team and then your coworkers know you for being a fan of that team. And then they start to come at you and be like, oh, yo, that was a big win. Oh, that was a good win. And I'm sitting there like I, I'm still trying to get my mind right. Because I had to literally leave my family downstairs, come upstairs, sit on my bed, and really collect my thoughts, try to do some controlled breathing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not laughing really, at you. I'm laughing with you, J.D. <laughs> no, trust me, because a lot of my uh, love other fans that I know that are down here in the D.C. metro area are saying the same things. We literally had to collect ourselves, decompress from this game. But all in all, the funny thing, the interesting thing about it is, uh, the intensity they show fight. Yeah. That's uh, that's really all I wanted to see because if you look at the schedule, we haven't really been losing by a lot of points. It's usually been one score besides two games. So they have the fight there. It's just always those plays here down, waiting for urgency to step up. You know what are we going to do here? Hey, we need to we need to make some plays here. Yeah. You know, and all in all, I I'm not going to say I'm pleased, but I'm getting there because you see what we can do. The the line is blocking absolutely a whole lot better. Yes. Um, yeah. I didn't know if you had gave some tips, Mr. Deal, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know if you and Sean O'Hara came into some meeting, bust some heads, like, no, this is how you block, you you know. But I digress. Um, all in all, I just want to see the team continue to play. You know what I'm saying? I want to see them continue to put forth the effort. I do want to see Saquon Barkley do his thing. I want to see Odell do his thing. I want to see the defense. I want to see the defense finish a game 
that we have points on the board. That if, if it's a 10-point lead, if it's a 7-point lead, I just want to be able to sit down and be like, okay, game, set, match. Hashtag NYG wins. And then I can go on about my day and not have to, you know, leave my family like, you know what, I need about an hour Two hours. You you sound you sound like JD like my family during the 07 and eleven Super Bowl runs. They're like, can't you just not win a game at the last minute in the fourth quarter and let us like enjoy the process and enjoy the victory instead of all of us going crazy and running all over until that last second ticks off of the clock? You know that's that JD. That's what the NFL that's is. What it is. And you know, believe that's me, that's what you love about it. it, it though. It's not. It's not just your Giants. Even though when it's just happening to you, you don't care about a- anything else. That, that is the NFL today. And, and yeah, that, that is the Giants. And, you know, when you look at the Giants' season and, and, and you look back, I, you know, I think David alluded to it. Say, Atlanta, Carolina, Philly, those three games. Yeah, those I, three games. I, I mean, you know, if you look at the scores, Shermer had said it quite a few times that if, if uh, you put one touchdown, like remember all their red zone failures, if you put one touchdown in in each game, you know, ifs and buts, if, every, if everything was candies, yeah. and not, you know, it would all be Christmas. But what? listen, 2015, they lose the first game of the season to the uh, Jags. Yep. 2013, the second game, which, you know, was not a good game against the uh, Cowboys. No. Uh, 27, okay. hey, they go ahead. They go down to Houston. Beat Houston. Houston hasn't lost. That was Houston's yeah. third loss in a row. They haven't lost since. Okay, the the Saints game thirty three eighteen. Let me tell you something. It looked like they they had a chance of stealing that game. Then thirty three thirty one. Come on, you know the 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 stinker was the first um, Eagles game. Yeah, that that yeah, that, that was, was the, the stinker. Outlier. You know, but re- really, Falcons twenty three twenty, Skins twenty thirteen. You know, they won three out of the last four games. Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing I want to say. For all those fans that want the Giants to lose, y'all need to check your fandom. Bottom line up front. Because I would never be a fan of a team that I'm like, oh, please lose. Oh, they won again. Now that's going to mess up our draft pick. And I could absolutely concur with the previous comment that you made, Mr. Deal, uh, when you said that it's not about the draft pick, it's about the quality of the pick. Yeah. Um, it's cool that, yeah, you want to try to – that. Um, basically getting the quality of the pick. And I'm just like, you. how many times have we picked high and then came to find out three, four years later he's not with the team? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's cool to say, yeah, we got the this number pick or that number pick, or, you know. You but what Brown person are you picking? So the only thing I want to tell people is just, just take a step back. Enjoy the game. Enjoy watching your team be represented and – Cheer them on, root for them. And the last thing I want to say for all those people that are just like, "Hey, Eli is done." Eli is not done. He's far from it, from my perspective. Now, this is just my perspective, because bottom line up front, when you actually have a line that can give you a little bit of time that you can actually make a decision, not just hike, and then all of a sudden you've got the defensive tackle in your chest. Bingo. So let him play football. Let him do what he do. We've been with Eli for 15, going on 16 years. I'm ready to ride. I'm just ride all the way to the Hall of Fame. Sounds good. And if all those people that don't think he's a Hall of Famer, look at the numbers. Sounds good, J.D. Thanks very much for the call, buddy. Call again. Hey, continue being the best. Thank Thank you, you, J.D. Thank you, You pal. Good call. call. Good call indeed. Here's another good call coming up. Our friend from Columbia, Maryland, Len. Uh, 
Len, you're on with Russ and Dave. I'm sure you were nice and relaxed watching that football game last Sunday, huh? No, that was a lot of fun and a very entertaining <laughs> game. And Russ, like you, I left my seat a little early. You know, like one twenty. I think it was one forty-nine left in the game. By the time I got to the plaza. The Bears were driving, so I stood there and watched on the huge telescreens. Now, the bad news with about 5,000 other people. Now, the, the bad thing about doing that is you can't tell how much time is left, and everybody's yelling at each other, how much time, how much time. But uh, So I saw the end of it from the plaza. Why wouldn't you stay till the uh, watching end, Watching the game, and that was a fun way, to, fun way to finish and an easy drive home. Len, why didn't you stay until the end? <laughs> well, it was 24-14, okay. and I thought, let me get a little head start on the crowd here, so I, I walked. I got down the escalator. By the time I got down the escalator, the Bears were driving. So you're you're a diehard fan, Len. You come in here, you give us grief, and you don't even stay till the end of the game. No, but, but remember, <laughs> re- remember I'm being serious. I usually, I usually do, David, do you, do you, but it has do, been, a, I'm, it has I'm been being, a little wet. And, uh, but, but, hey, hey, I, a lot of fun. I, I, well, I didn't go to the car. I stayed on the plot. Hey, hey, no, no, no. The, I'm saying as players, you don't think, outside. as players, you don't think that that was something that when we'd have a big win, we'd be like, why does everybody just got to be traffic? There's going to be traffic anyway. Yeah, but remember yeah, something. Yeah. Let, hey, hey, let, let, me let, you, let, let me tell you a quick story. November 1978, I left my seat. I left my seat next to my father to get an early start on the ride home back to Washington D.C. against the Eagles. I get to the escalator and I said to myself, "How many times do you see the Giants win? Go back and watch them win this game." And that was the fumble game. Oh, I stood there. Uh, the Herm Edwards. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> serve me, serve me right for trying to serve me oh, right for funny. trying to leave. Hey, listen, um, toughness, resiliency—you know all the things that uh, Shermer talked about in the post game. Um, you know, put a picture of Eli next to that. I mean, this is one tough dude. That was, you know, after his first half, which wasn't the best. Right. I think he'd be the first to admit it. He came back strong. That was a terrific second half. He made every throw he had to make. Yeah. All Not, the key throws. And, and, all the big throws. And Len, remember something. I mean, he he just about had uh, a, a walk-off touchdown pass to um, Sterling, Sterling yeah. Shepard. It was right there. Yeah. Just missed it yeah. by a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But he had a, Listen, that was a professional senior leadership second half from, from the quiet leader. Up against a great and, defense. Um, you know, I, I've been saying this since since the show started. I go back a long way with this show, almost from the you know the first broadcast. Um, when when Eli's playing, we got a shot. I don't care who we're playing, where we're playing. You put the ball in this guy's hands, we got a shot at winning that game. Yeah, we're, well, we're gonna. I, I tell you. We're going to miss that guy someday. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. We are going to miss him. Listen, four games to go, a quarter of the season. There's still a little work to do. You know, we're making, we're starting to see a little bit of progress, guys. These, uh, to me, these last four games are big. And I'm not talking about playoffs or anything. They're just big for kind of setting a tone, putting things in place, finalizing this culture change. And winning some games, especially in David, I know you know that. I think you will agree with me on this one, uh, because Parcells used to say it all the time. There's nothing like walking out of those three stadiums, those NFC East stadiums, with a win. Oh, nothing like it. <laughs> there is really nothing. You know, like and it. so we got a chance. You know, we got it. Geez, we got to get a division win. Yeah. Let's let's get this game this weekend. Let's get that Dallas game. 
I, I want to win these division. I'm not. I'm not giving up on the other games. I'm what, not saying what, you can have those games. Let those teams win. I what, want to win those games too. What, well, Len, I'm, I'm like Odell. Len, I'm like Odell. Len, but Len, um, Len, 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 let me you ask know, you. Those two games are. I want to win those division games. Let me ask you a question. I mean, okay, it's not a home game here, but um, listen, that's in your backyard at FedEx Field. Are you going to the game? Russ, let me give you a statistic. Go ahead. I've been down here since 1965. I've seen 51 giant Redskins games here in Washington. <laughs> You're the best. I go man. every year. Now I've got to the point where I can't find anybody to go with me. But I go, <laughs> I said, even 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 Nancy, my wife, has said, "No, I don't want to go to that stadium." But you know Let, what? I'm going to tell I you just something. Go, you know, if I get within if I get within 200 miles of that team, I'm going. Okay. Len, I'm going to tell you something. Going back to what you said about Coach Parcells talking about walking away from those three stadiums, winning a football game. One of the things that sometimes, sure enough, at Washington, it would just break. Some of the times you'd win in those primetime games over the Redskins, you'd go in the shower, there was no hot water. <laughs> Is that right? it, it legit, yeah, I'm that telling you like the, the truth. Old FedEx. That's 100%. FedEx, the old uh, RFK. No, no I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, RFK I didn't days. play in RFK. I play in FedEx, and I'm talking about FedEx. No. And, oh, and there has been times that the, the hot water was broken. Oh, yeah, yeah no. you're taking a cold shower, but you don't care after beating them. No, yeah, that, that's right. Hit. Go, go take your hot shower yeah. and you know what you can do with it. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, listen, Listen, Mr. Snyder probably turned it off for you guys. Exactly. <laughs> well, listen, uh, hey, one other, one other point. Um, He's rolling. <laughs> you, you know, I, hope, that, I hope, the, you know, hope this defense can kind of moderate a little bit, kind of get some footing. You know, we're, we're trending southward, um, you, you know, losing Collins here. I don't know if it's for the season or whatever, but losing Collins, even if it's for just one game. It's tough. Um, look, I'm, I'm a big senior leadership guy. I, I, I think there's a leadership quality there with Collins, just oh, like with question. Eli. Yep. And, and you've and you got to have that on the field. Yes, I mean, you, you, you know, it, it, and so I'd like to see this defense kind of moderate a little bit. I hope we're not. Well, I hope we're not continuing to trend south. But these last four are important. Hey, one other thing, Beckham, <laughs> Beckham, that was that was that was really some play. That that pass play was really that was something. It was brilliant how he stepped up to make the linebackers and everybody step up like he was going to run it to open it up again. Yeah. It was incredible. And David, David, he threw it flat-footed. I know. Yeah, I mean, he it was incredible. I was Len. I was there. I watched it. I was there. I thought I was watching Willie Mays in the polo grounds in center field. The, that's how open <laughs> Russell uh, Shepard rolled the old crow hop into it. Yeah. That, all right, Len. Thanks always, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Len. Okay, let's go, Giants. Let's go. <laughs> one more thing. One more one thing. More I love it. He's so animated. One more, one more things. That's I mean, it was, uh, you got to love this. 21 more. But hey, listen, that is a great fan, Len. I mean, 51 games. 50, he, he drives every, you know, every yeah. home game from Columbia, Maryland. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, pretty darn good. Yeah. And you're breaking his chops. So I know. I got it. I got to give it to him <laughs> a little bit. Let's go down to Charleston. Check in with Anthony. Yo, Anthony, you're on with Russ and David. Hey, guys. How are you? How you doing, Anthony? We're good, man. After a win, you know, Giants played well. They uh, came through a little bit of uh, adversity. It was, uh, Anthony, it was nice to see that we finished one out. Anthony, do me a favor. Uh, if you're on speaker, speak on a regular phone. It's, uh, it sounds like you're echoing. Bit, muffled. Buddy. I'm sorry. Can you hear me That's better? Much yeah, better. much better. Much better, buddy. Thank you. So I just had a quick point on the Redskins game, and then I, I just wanted to wax a little narrative about, you know, where the Giants are and, 
what it took for them to get to where they are now. But, uh, I mean, what a winnable game this weekend. Sanchez just came off the street. I mean, I think he knew maybe 10 plays last week, right? Uh, offensive line in shambles. I think our defense has a real good opportunity this weekend in general. And um, I'm not sure who needs to step up. You know, Collins obviously being hurt is difficult. But um, is there a guy that you see that needs to step up uh, based on what you're seeing with the Redskins and our defense? Well, obviously, I mean, it goes without question. Uh, you know, and, and head coaches, you know, Pat Sherman always says, and I think all head coaches say that, Next man up. I mean, Landon, go, Landon Collins going down is a substantial, no question. a very substantial loss. You're going to have to see uh, Sean Chandler and Michael Thomas step up big time. And the thing that you realize and know going into a football game like this, when Mark Sanchez is your quarterback, what should be your number one goal and objective on the defensive side of the ball? Stop Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson. That's it. You know that they're going to force feed them the football and not try to force the hands for Mark Sanchez to try winning this football game himself. And Thompson is real talented. He's quick. Yeah, he, he is. Moves. He actually He's can shifty. block. You that, know, I mean, that's why they were hoping for the one-two punch with Geis and him. But obviously, with the Geis injury, then they went to Peterson. Yeah, and so I mean, obviously, not a Thompson, bad guy to go you know, to. injury prone, but he's got. You know, he's got the talent. I hope we can cover him. We had a little trouble with, you know, Tariq last week. But, um, yep. you know, hopefully that, that can be the focus, you know, moving forward. Well, a lot, um, a lot of people have trouble with Tariq. I mean, yeah. that, that, that young man's <laughs> a hell of a player. Yes, he is. And so, you know, just wanted to, you know, for fans that don't know, and because, you know, honestly, if you read ESPN.com. I don't. And I'm, I, I think I'm done at this point. <laughs> um, there's, usually, <laughs> there's usually a paragraph at the end that'll say, and, you know, they still need to give Lalletta a look. And it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, are you even paying attention? Because obviously there's the narrative out there. But when you think about where this Giants team is and some of the draft picks we've decided to choose, I mean, we are way overbalanced on the skill position. We have a first-rounder, a first-rounder, a second-rounder, now another first rounder, but obviously he's generational. He reminds me of picking Calvin Johnson even after you know the Detroit Lions picked two wide receivers in the previous right draft because you just see that he was the guy, and we did we did miss a you know a legit running game, and so now you look at you know the offensive line where it is. Um, I think there might be some opportunities. I, I see the Max Unger situation and Jimmy Graham. Is there an opportunity to leverage? some of those pieces in the future. I hope we can get creative with that because I've seen us draft Ramsey's Barden, Sonoris Moss, Ruben Randall, Travis Beckham, all these guys second and third round picks over the years. But the, None before of them you go out. into that, is that, was that Dave Gettleman drafting those players? Right. So uh, what, what are we going to go back into all that stuff? That It's a whole different person selecting and making these picks. Yeah. I, 100, 100%. And I don't, I don't disagree that he's brought in real character guys obviously being able to flip a roster in one year is incredibly difficult. I just want to say it for the purposes of Eli Manning's legacy. The reality is the guy has always been a play-action passer. He's always had the touch. They said he's thrown some of the most, throw, most catchable balls in the NFL. It was one of his you know, greatest qualities coming out of college. Last year, his receivers led the league in drops. People don't talk about that. He's had, actually, issues with the receivers and drops throughout his career. And when you throw the narrative out that, oh, well, we have great skill players. Why can't this guy do it? And you can just look at, 
the way that this guy plays football and how it needs to be constructed for him, you're going to give him a great year next year if, if you know, you continue to build on what you have. I just I hope that he's able to finish, um, take that mindset, because I think you can see when, when he's on, it's amazing. When he's off, it's like he's his, you know, Peyton's little brother, space cadet. Those are the only times I see picks when it's like, what were you doing? There might be, you know, one of those every two or three games, but those are the ones people look at. And well, when well, but that's... I looked at Twitter the first half of the Bears game, it was literally like, all right, he's done. See, I told you he's terrible. And then everybody shut up in the second half. No one said a thing. Well, and Anthony, you look at, Anthony it, just, I don't mean to interrupt, but Anthony, just do yourself a favor. If you're going to, th- that's what's wrong. It, see, people think, you know, I always talk about the media like being unfair to Eli, but you know what? It's not just the media, it's also the social media. I, I mean, people jump on and off the bandwagon, it, it's absurd. Eli, they didn't play JV football. Anthony, they didn't even play JV football. They don't have any idea what they're talking about. They don't have any idea about what different quarterback skill sets are. Phillip Rivers barely has a better win percentage. You know, and honestly, I like to use the Drew Brees example because their offensive line was terrible. They had amazing skill positions. Their GM had to trade something away because he was getting killed, and they were going six and ten, seven and nine over and over again, and they're like, what's the problem? Maybe we need to look at the future. And Drew Brees is a little easier to say, oh, he's got more time. But Eli is the kind of person who, you know, he's not going to sit there and say, I'm the greatest quarterback of all time. And so he kind of just lets it happen to him. And it takes only, you know, it takes only the JV superheroes to, to continue that narrative. And so for all the folks that have no idea about football, he just looks like this average quarterback towards the end of his tail. And then you're watching him complete Keith or downs over and over again when he has time. So right. I know there's not a lot of Eli haters around there, you know, that call him the show. But I would say for, for those of you that are out there, just take a second and watch some film. Thank you, Anthony. Right. Thanks, Anthony. And I'm going to give him, uh, appreciate it. I'm gonna give him some, some statistics to back that up. I mean, the big thing, a mobile quarterback. We need a mobile quarterback. Right. It's got to be a mobile quarterback. Right. right now, going into week 14. Quarterback sacked the most. Number one, Dak Prescott, 45. He's a mobile guy, isn't he? Pretty mobile. Eli Manning, number two, 41. Who's tied for number two? Deshaun Watson with 41. Mobile guy. Marcus Mariota, 38. Mobile guy. Derek Carr, 38. Mobile guy. Russell Wilson, ultra mobile, 37. Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter if you're mobile or not if you have a pass rush in your face and you can't get rid of the football. Listen, the narrative on Eli this year, and again, you know, you you fans have brought brought it up. It's been so unfair. I'll give you an example. I'm reading the paper. In the Daily News, it had Monday something to the effect that the, the Giants won despite Eli Manning. Despite Eli Manning. Were you guys not watching the second half? Was there any talk about the pass in overtime to um, Sterling Shepard? How about the pass to Odell with he was about to get blasted yeah, in his yeah. face and he was able to throw it across? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it really is ridiculous. But he brought up a, a point, Anthony. It's not, just, it's not just the media. It's social media as well. It, 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 these, these topics... 
end up taking a life of its own and then what what's the expression perception becomes reality, reality yeah yeah it, it it really is unfair it, it it's it's to the point of silliness I, i've been in this town covering sports for 30 years okay and i've seen a lot of crazy things this business is the most unfair thing i have ever seen unfair i mean they talk about i mean this business uh, like you would think this guy's been a stumble bump for 15 seasons yeah not not only has he delivered two super bowls he's been the most solid citizen you could ask for in every way shape and form and he's there every single game yeah people that's for, what they, people are going to miss and they take that for granted they take that for granted every game every game every game Miss, missed one last year, okay? The 10th game of the season. Yeah, no, no, excuse game. me. They were 2-9, and nine, so it was yep. the um, 12th game of the 12th season. Game, yep. Yeah. All right, let's go down to North Carolina, check in with Phil. Phil, you're on with Russ and Dave. Yes, uh, hi. I don't think I got a chance to uh, speak on air with David uh, in the bullpen there, and I, I just wanted to say thanks, David, for your service. You were one of my uh, favorite Giants, those uh, kind of lunch bucket, like the old 80s uh, line. And uh, so I appreciate appreciate your time and uh, and uh, just wanted to get that out, off Thank my you, chest. Phil. Uh, sure, of course. Um, and, you know, and I think Dave kind of fits a perfect philosophy of uh, he. I have to thank Ernie for drafting him. And, uh, and you know, my, my beef always w- with the prior uh, administration is that we uh, tended to draft uh, a lot for positional needs. And the one person I'm going to bring up in terms of tight end, Evan Ingram, not only was Evan a positional need, but a almost a positional and situational need. He was drafted for a situation, not even for a position, because he's not a complete tight end. And so I was not in favor of that um, of that pick. And uh, and I'd rather you know spend it on cap the capital on big guys. So and uh, so anyway, I, I'm going to listen to what you have to say, and and uh, we'll go from there. All right, thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. I mean, I, obviously, the one thing that you would hope is that he was healthier this season, where he didn't yeah. miss football games and didn't have the drops that he had. But one of the things that you understand is the way that this offense continues to evolve and continue to move forward. You know, with Ellison and Simonson and now having a big threat and a big body like that to develop more into this offense, it's only going to help, especially once you get down into the red zone. Yeah, I, I mean, the injuries plus the drops, it hasn't yeah. been a banner sophomore season for uh, Evan Ingram. But as, as Coach Sherma always says, nobody works harder at catching the ball and practicing at getting better yeah. than Evan Ingram. He, you know, he, he says it all the time. But it's hard to keep up when you don't practice. Yeah. Yeah, let, me, let me say something else because I, I think sometimes people forget. You know, everybody loves this legacy of the Giants and the winning and, the, you know, you, in the display window and looking at those uh, four um, Super Bowl trophies. We, we know, and it cost him his job, and, and rightfully so, if you want to say that, but Jerry Reese had something to do with two Super Bowl championships. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah. And we drafted some some people yeah. that helped win championships. Of course. It, it, you know, let's not forget that. Sometimes we keep going back and back, and oh, well, he he did. The, it's done. It's over with. But there were some good times there as well, and people just tend to forget that. Yeah. Well, it's 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 tough to remember those times because of yeah, when you're sitting on. here and you're not, and you feast on it because when you're not sitting in a situation where you're hopefully sitting in this game could make the difference between us making the playoffs. That's what makes you think about these things. But there's nothing you can do to change it. No, and, and, and I, you have to be happy with the direction completely satisfied with the way that things are moving forward with the players that they're bringing in the quality players that they're bringing in and it's only going to continue to get better as this season progresses and this offseason is going to be huge well uh, that's going to be really to me, yes. to me this offseason is almost not almost this offseason to me is going to be more interesting than last offseason. Of now, course. Now, somebody might be saying, well, Russ, how, how can you say that? Because you knew what you were drafting. Uh, yeah, but you, you knew you had the high pick, but now you know uh, we know Dave Gettleman. We know Pat Shermer. We know this group. Yeah, you know now, the identity of who the players are, are right now, yeah. And, and we know what they've been through thus far. Now, that's going to be the thing that to me gets fans excited I, I'm I want to anticipate and or start thinking about what they're going to pick and who they're going to pick and where they're going to pick yeah you know right now after 12 games that's up in the air I, I mean everybody was thinking a couple of weeks ago well five weeks ago yeah. after buy everybody was thinking oh we're going to be like top two or three or yep. whatever you know I mean who knows that they could be picking 10 11 wherever the hell you know you don't know well, so it, it, it's kind of anxious to see. And, and look, we can talk about this, this quarterback situation. You got a guy like Eli Manning who Dave just brought up. His durability, that's one thing that's always taken for always granted. Always overlooked. <laughs> always taken for granted. You have a superstar. I'm, and I'm not, I don't use that term loosely. You have a bona fide superstar, one of the best players in the league at wide receiver. You have, you want to call him a bona fide superstar now or a budding future bona fide superstar in Saquon Barkley? Yeah. You got the likes of Sterling Shepard, okay? I, I mean, you want a guy who's, who can put the ball in their hands, okay? And if you're asking me, Eli Manning is the guy who can put the ball and will be putting the ball in their hands. Agreed. I, I just... Um, it, it, it's just too easy. It, it's too easy to, to disregard somebody that good. And I, you've heard me say it here several times. And boy, was Parcells right. We used to tell us about. We went through this crap with Phil Phil yeah. uh, Phil Sims. Parcells used to say, "All oh, you guys." He used to be sitting at the end of the old table at the old Giant Stadium in a media room, smoking his Marlboros at the time at the end. And go, yeah. You guys, one day you can say, you know, that number 11, yeah, he was pretty good. That number 11, he was pretty good. Boy, you could be he right? Saying, yeah. You could be saying that about number 10. No question whatsoever. Yeah, that, that Eli. That, he he might have been easy, easy Eli. He might have been like, you know, had the uh, exterior of like Opie from Mayberry, but his interior was like of... Uh, a heavyweight prize fighter. No question. That's what Eli Manning was all about, folks. And my advice to those of you who have uh, um, been waiting for the demise of Eli Manning, 
my suggestion is, sorry to disappoint you, but you're going to keep waiting for a while because I don't see that happening. Anyway, that is a wrap on today. Want to thank all of you. Got to remind you all that Big Blue Kickoff Live was presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Our man across the way at the controls, Brandon Roth. Brandon, Brandon Roth. We thank you, Brandon, buddy, for David Deal. I'm Ross Salzberg. Thank all of you. Thanks to all of you for being part of Big Blue Kickoff Live here on Giants.com. We will see you next week.